Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Sweet. Welcome to the Doc G Show, everybody. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. What's up, Doc? Oh man, nothing much, man. I I gotta be. I'm excited. I'm excited about this show. Tremendous. Tremendous show. I know. I'm excited to be back and, and have a, another good show going on, so let's do it, man. I mean, Justin apparently is playing a limousine driver for his sister, so he could not make it to our show. I mean, come on, sis. Hey, I have to give him a little bit of a break. Last week I was driving, so, you know. True. But still, like... It's 2019. Get a freaking Uber. Yeah, I mean, but I guess I guess I can't fault him for being a good brother, but whatever. Nope. Anyways, yeah. anyways, I uh, I want to let the listeners know. Of course, they should already know by now. But we have none other than Casey Webb from Man versus Food, and so many other Ooh. things. So many other things. He's coming in the second half of our show. I can't wait. It's gonna be a good time. I mean, he just. He just seems like a fun guy. Yes! He just Oh yeah, he's he's one of those guys, you know, you want to have a beer with, you want to eat a crap ton of food with. Exactly, do man. Whatever. He's a he's a guy's guy. Like this last weekend, I wish I could have hung with him and watched the football games. That's I feel fact. like he would have made the football yes. games way more fun. But Oh, definitely. I I, I want to say something. You've done, let's see. You've done one show so far this year, not counting this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, this is my second show. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta say something about 2019. Hmm. Um, what, what you thinking about it? I gotta talk about Mac Attack, yes! my man Matthew McConaughey. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> 2019 is his year. That's right. I mean, he looked good in that orange suit the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, most years have been his year after he was in Dazed and Confused. I mean, pretty much. Mm-hmm. He's been awesome since then, but I think 2019. I mean, this seems like a winner, man. I mean, let, let me let me backtrack a little bit. He starts the year off by showing up at the Sugar Bowl, and I don't know if you saw that, but he had Texas sideline tickets. And when I mean sideline, I mean he was watching the game with the players. Like, yeah, I mean, like he was one of the coaches. Well, there were like five times. They were shooting Tom Herman to try to get the head coach reaction from like a play, mm-hmm. and Matthew yeah. McConaughey is just standing behind him like he's Top Gun's goose behind Maverick there, <laughs> just like, yeah, what's up? I'm right here. And then, right after the game, he's on Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. Wait, what? Like, yes. Like, I saw that. Not, what? He's, he's an actor, and he's like, yeah, you're on here talk about texas because you're more important than the coaches why not let's talk to you let's not have a real analyst opinion just give us your biased opinion no no and you and you turn off sports center and you know i'm like well man that mac attack sure having a run and then of course you turn you turn off sports center to another channel one of his wacky Lincoln commercials comes on. So true. <laughs> you know, 
I know. They're so weird. And me and Justin, we talked a little about this uh, on Last on week. the yeah, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I analyzed. I went a little bit more in depth in this last commercial. That's right. And apparently, he's having like the weirdest dinner party ever. And then in the middle of the party, he decides to tell everybody to like stand back as he accomplishes a masse shot on the uh, pool table. That's what that's called when it spins around like that. Masse uh, shot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And one and one of the guests, no doubt, flabbergasted by his amazing shot, says, "I've never seen that before." And then he leaves the party, hops into his Lincoln. And he has a little reminiscence in his head, and that replays, I've never seen that before, and he laughs, because that crazy ball control is like his power steering in his Lincoln. That's a fact. Connections. Oh, Amazing. wow. Look at that. Look at you. I didn't even make that connect. You're the man. Now, you are the man. <laughs> now, you see that, though, and you're like, wow, there's... There's no way that could help sell Lincolns. Nope. In fact, that's got to be the complete opposite. Yes! People will buy less Lincolns. But <laughs> I did a little bit of research. And after, after the first Matthew McConaughey Lincoln commercial, their sales went up 25% immediately within the month. Wait, what? Immediately what? within the month. That means... Well, that that means there's thousands of Americans out there that saw Matthew McConaughey and said... Yeah. Yeah, he convinced me. I need a Lincoln. Yeah. I want to be like him. Yeah. yeah. I, I need well, That just shows you how like low of a of a species we are That's that you a- see that commercial and you're like I have to have that. I I need that. It will if I yeah. get that car, it will make me the host of weird parties and maybe just maybe I might talk to a bull that's standing in the middle of the road. That's a fact. Old Cypress. I may call I may talk to him. Do you remember that one? That was the first one. He, yep. he drives up to the bull, and he's like, Old Cypress, mm-hmm. 1,400 pounds, and do whatever the heck you want. All right, all right. Word. Anyways, so then if that's not enough, then you turn on ESPN, like you said, this past weekend, and it's a Texas basketball game against Oklahoma. And who's setting at the end of their sideline, on the sideline, with the players, in a burnt orange Three piece suit. Not even just. Dude, he looked. Not just, he looked good though. He looked good. Of course, <laughs> not just a suit, but a three piece. He had the vest. Matthew. Yeah, it was awesome. Matthew very much McConaughey on the sidelines. Word. I, no doubt. 2019. It's the max year. The Mac Dude, is he's back. Like, you just see his like passion. He's like, stand the f up. Like, get up. He's, this is your team. Like, he is so invested. Like, he poked one of the players at one point and was like, get up, yeah. man. And I was yeah, like, what? He was the only guy sitting down. I, I like, if I was that player, though, I'd be like, dude, I play for the team. Yeah. <laughs> you, what, what, you're just wearing a suit. Come on, bro. But it's his year. Yeah. You got to go with him. You got to go yep. with him. Uh, but you know what he's missing in 2019? You know what he doesn't have the best of? Hmm. The Doc G Show? That's right. The year's best show. That belongs Bam. to us. The Doc G Show. Are you ready to fire it up? Fire it up, Doc. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Oh, as I said before... Guys, Casey Webb gonna come on the show. He's gonna talk it up with us. I can't wait, man. He's cleared out. He's cleared out a good chunk of his day. I'm gonna ask him about all kinds of stuff. Yes! I mean, we're gonna go down the Casey 
web adventure. We're going to start from his, his yeah, we're going to start from childhood and go all the way up. You know, he played college football. Yeah, that's right. I, I did not. Yeah. Yeah. He played college football at Wilkes-Barre University. Yeah. Oh, in Pennsylvania. That's right. That's right. I've got a fun fact I'm going to bust out uh, on him about Wilkes-Barre. It's going to blow his mind. Yeah. Wow. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Okay. We're going to start, though, where we always start. A birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Yes, sir. Numero uno. Okay. Um, This is music, Dave. This is going to be... This is this is tough. this is relevant music though. Like this is this is uh, uh, I think maybe you should be able to get this. Mm. We'll see. We'll okay. see. We'll see. Okay, our birthday suit wearer was born in Plantation, Florida, on January twenty third, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, he was raised. Yeah, he was raised predominantly by his grandma, Coletta Jones, because of behavior problems. His family enrolled him in the Sheridan House Family Ministries. While there, he started listening to hard rock, new metal, and rap. Mm. He also learned to play the guitar and piano. A birthday suit wearer attended Piper High School but dropped out in 10th grade. Not long after our birthday suit wearer decided to focus on music. He released his first single, News Slash Flock, in 2013. His first official song was Vice City that he released on SoundCloud. In 2017, his single Look At Me gained big publicity. So true. He released his album, debut album, 17, on August 25th, 2017. However, on June 18, 2018, our birthday suit wearer was shot and killed in front of a motorcycle dealership in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Name that birthday oh. suit wearer. Dude, I don't know how to say the guy's name. A lot of people don't. That's give, right. me, give me the first initials. It's XXX. Yes. XXX Tentacion. Yeah, I don't yes. know how to say that. Tentacion. Yes. Say it one more time. Tentacion. Tentacion. The, the X's don't matter? Well, no. You say XXX Tentacion. Yep. That's oh, it. okay. Okay. That's okay. it. It is uh, It's Spanish. Uh, it's Spanish for, uh, what is Word. it? Temptation. Yes, Temptation. That's right. Oh, so Triple X Temptation. Yes, exactly. Mm. Mm, yes, very, very tempting. Yes, but sadly, <laughs> sadly, he was, uh, he was murdered in 2018. Wow. Still haven't found the, uh, the culprit, but his music wow. lives on. Lots of people loving his music out there. He recently came out with another album, actually, that he was in the works before he was murdered. So uh, people still enjoying the music, sadly. Uh, not too Damn. much to go on. But R.I.P. Happy birthday up there, my man. Yes, yes. And for Justin, this is from last week. I looked it up. Mm. And uh, nobody's sure really <laughs> the exact reason why Roy Jones became a Russian citizen. Word. Um, oh, he... <laughs> he, he Basically, he basically Follow was just up. like, yeah, I'm a big fan. And they were like, like I'd uh, like to go to Russia every once in a while. And, and he had a meeting with Putin and Putin was like, yeah, Russia's going to treat him real nice like. And then in the interview, Roy Jones was like, yeah, I plan on making like two or three billion dollars opening uh, boxing studios in Russia. 
And I was like, really? Wait, what? I don't know if that's a good business plan, man. I don't, I don't know if two, no. two to three billion dollars are going to come out of boxing studios. Nope. But nonetheless, he's a Russian citizen now. So that's a little follow-up from last week. A little follow-up on Roy Jones, whose birthday was last week on the 16th. Nonetheless, yep. are you ready, Justin, for a little rip from the headline? Or Dave, sorry, my uh, goodness. Uh, my oh, goodness. Let me let me backstep. Right. Yeah. Dave, are you ready? Rip from the headlines. Rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, sorry there. I, I was going back on the Justin update, and then I got in the Justin groove. That's why. Jeez. It's okay. I'll forgive you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Dave, uh, what do you think you would do if you had a counterfeit money scheme going? Hmm. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe. I buy, I buy a 1983 Corvette. There you go. There you go. You'd buy something maybe you couldn't normally afford. Or maybe if you were thinking, maybe if you're a little bit even higher advance, maybe you'd invest or maybe buy it to uh, to clear the money, hmm. launder it yeah. a little bit, you know, get some real yeah. money. Maybe, maybe gold, maybe silver, right? Or, now we're now we're talking. Or maybe, just maybe, follow me here. This may be the best idea of all. You buy your typical two dollar lunch at middle school. Screwing all the fat cats of Austin Road Middle School out of their lucrative profits. Word. I love it. I love it. Thought so. That's at least what they thought. Christian, uh, I guess, Pylon's plan was. I guess his last name's Pylon. P-H-I-L-O-N. Pylon. Yeah. Pylon. Yeah. Um, anyways, Pylon. Christian is a 12-year-old honor student. Sweet. Who plays multiple sports. Uh, very invested in the school. Last week, his dad gave him lunch money, as he always does. Gave him a 20 out of his wallet. Uh, Christian oh. got to school, went to lunch, paid. The lady at the uh, at the register marked it with a counterfeit marker. I'm going to stop right there and say that never happened at my country bumpkin school. Nope. I don't know about mine either. I don't <laughs> not, know about yours, not. but they weren't even thinking that we'd have country. I don't think they would have even thought it was counterfeit until you pulled out like monopoly money and were like, "Here you go." Those, those ladies were just making sure no one was stealing cookies or Yeah, or they could care less. They could care they you could give them an IOU and been like, "Here you go." Signed with my name on it. I'll give it to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Whatever. Anyways, the lady marked it, and apparently it turned out it was counterfeit. Hmm. And so word got up to the principal's office. The assistant principal decided that the student was the one that gave the bill to the school, so he deserved the punishment. They gave him 10 days of in-school suspension. Girl, come on! A 12-year-old. That, that kid didn't know nothing. He okay. had no idea. So, a little update on the story. Uh, at the beginning, actually yesterday, the school board had reviewed the material... Or Monday, sorry. Uh, they reviewed the material and dismissed the rest of the punishment. That's right. So, after basically it went to national news and everybody was like, uh... He's a 12-year-old. He had no idea that this was counterfeit. Nope. What, what's wrong right. with you people? They let him. They were like, you know what? Nah, he's good. He can go back into class. But, I mean, 
Can we stop and say if this 12-year-old was making that good of counterfeit bills? Because they showed the picture of it. It was a spot-on 20. If you didn't have a marker, there was no way you were knowing that was counterfeit. I mean, if that was his counterfeit bill, if he made that, I mean, that's some catch-me-if-you-can Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) right there. Like, they need to give him a job at the FBI if that's a 12-year-old's job. Like, I mean, my God, that's impressive. That did it end up coming out that the dad was involved no, in this? No, uh, he had no idea okay, he either. He just had a fake. He okay. he got it. He got it as change at a at a uh, fast food uh, restaurant Wherever. the night before. That's a fact. But wow. Yeah, just craziness, craziness. Uh, Dave, last week the Louisville mm-hmm. Kentucky Airport announced that it was going to name the uh, the airport after Muhammad Ali. Sweet. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's it. You heard it first, folks. From here on out, Louisville Airport will be known as the greatest airport of all time. (laughs) Not really. Not really. It's going to be known as Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. But they should think about the greatest airport of all time. I'm just saying. They should. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Well, then like the the O'Hare will change its name (laughs) and... uh, and Cleveland's airport will change its name. It's better. <laughs> just it's better. And then it'll just be the bestest, greatest, most awesomest airport of all time. Word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just keeps going on. Dave, this is a pretty short story, but uh, it's a good one. Um, a man named Shakur uh, in Russia, he made headlines last week because he proposed to his girlfriend. Hmm. Um, now, here's the weird part. Of course, this was the girlfriend that had almost just killed him by stabbing him 13 times. Wait, what? Oh, my gosh. He proposed to her at her sentencing. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Talk about tough love. <laughs> Talk about l- tough love, man. I mean, I guess... Babe, he, I'm sorry you had to stab me. Here's a ring. I mean, I guess, <laughs> he, I guess he wanted to take one last stab at love. That's what I can say. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. That's whack. Dave, uh, Tyler Heap. Tyler Heap of Des Moines, Iowa. He recently pulled a Happy Gilmore. Um, Tyler cashed in some loose change to buy a scratch-off lottery ticket. Uh, he headed over, uh, scratched off the ticket, and realized he was a winner. Yeah. Yeah, he won a whole a dollar. dollar. Yes. Yes. So to be a real a-hole, he headed over to the lottery headquarters and asked for a big check like the actual lottery winners. Hmm. And surprisingly, the Iowa lottery didn't even hesitate and instantly wrote him a giant check for one dollar. Wow. He said, quote, Dude. they decided to treat me like a million-dollar winner, Heap says. The guy came downstairs, and they took me in the back room where the camera was with the Iowa Lottery logo. Sure enough, they wrote me the one-dollar check and told me and, and had me hold it up and took the picture. Um, I got to be honest. I think this is the one time that the saying, the check wasn't worth the paper it was written on, very true. So true. Literally worth it. <laughs> yeah. Very true. That that cardboard paper was worth more than the dollar. Well, where's the um the Florida 
on the lottery. Had, I have no doubt. I guess we, Tallahassee, since it's capital. We, we need we need to make a trip with once we win the lottery. Yeah, I think we need feel, to do that and post it. I feel I feel like the uh, I feel like the Florida folks would just punch us in the face yes! and be like, "Get out of here, idiots!" <laughs> not as pro. What do you think this is, Iowa? Not as fun as the I, Iowa folks. Uh, Dave, have you ever gotten in a dispute with your neighbors? Hmm. Yeah, man. It, um. It was New Year's, like two thousand and like eight or nine, and our old neighbor hated fireworks. Like, Ooh. One he did he didn't like us being up late doing it, and we were loud and obnoxious, and it got in his yard. But we'd always clean it up. But he came out and started yelling at it. And my dad, this guy was like seventy. Mm. My dad, who who was like forty at the time, like gets in his face and he's like, "Get the f out of my face! Da, 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 go back home. We're gonna have fun. Like screw mm. you." It was. It was freaking awesome. Jeez. That's 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 dangerous right there. Me, I don't think I've ever gotten in a dispute, you know, because I just, mm, even those 70-year-old folks, I don't know what they're going to do. Yes. I prefer to keep yeah. a low profile, you know, just you do you, I'll do me. You want me to keep it down, I'll try to. Word. But uh, apparently a resident in uh, Keanton, I think is how you say it, Keanton, Keanton, New York. Mm. Uh, no idea. Yeah. No it's idea. It's near the Pennsylvania border. Um, okay. Anyways, he got in an altercation with one of his neighbors. So Brian Malta was so outraged by his neighbor's behavior. Uh, side note, it doesn't say anything what his neighbor's behavior was. just says he was mm-hmm. really offended. Uh, none, okay. Nonetheless, Brian decided that the correct form of action would be to get his replica Civil War cannon, hmm. load it with powder and wad- wadding, so basically a blank, and fire it for eight days straight. Word. <laughs> so, so apparently, so awesome. <laughs> so apparently, it's not illegal to own a cannon in New York State. Nope. Which side note on that? I feel like it might should be. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it will be now. <laughs> but but in the story they said in the story they actually said it's not illegal to own a cannon, but since the man was using it in a malicious way, hmm. they decided to arrest him. Ah, oh, come on. And I got to say is there any other way to use a cannon? To use a cannon. <laughs> he owns he owns a cannon. But he uses it to shoot out ham sandwiches to the homeless of the community, so we let him keep it. Not malicious. <laughs> Nicely done, buddy. Weird. But yeah, they's, he's wanted for two different counts. Uh, so, well, not wanted. He's in jail. He's he's up on those charges. Um, Dave, time to throw in a real headline. Are you ready for a real headline? Yeah, let's let's throw it to me. This is a real deal, not altered from the Louisville newspaper. Louisville man's death at sight of cockfighting ring found to be from hypothermia, officials say. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Jeez. What is going uh, on in Louisville? What? Yeah, there's there's some weird stuff going on over there. What <laughs> is happening? I love to read those though and just not read anything else. Of the actual article and just be baffled. Nah, like, just be baffled by it. Uh, I've, I've seen enough here. Time to move on. <laughs> exactly. So, Dave, what have we learned about shooting your relatives on the show? Hmm. Oh, goodness, man. <laughs> just just don't do it, guys. Amen. Amen. And what about roommates? Hmm. 
Yeah, don't do those either. Nope, nope. What about if a uh, Taco Bell employee forgets your hot sauce? Hmm. As, as frustrating as that is. Don't do it. There's all there's different ways. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Uh, and you heard last week, Justin knows uh, if you're a police officer and a chihuahua won't shut up, don't shoot them either. These are especially all especially if you work on the canine unit. Especially, these are all things you do not do. Well, this is another lesson in things not to shoot. Hmm. Uh, so we're gonna stay in Florida for this, um, Cape Coral, Florida. Uh, so Laura Olin took her, uh, her and her kids to a salon for a hair appointment. Um, well, apparently, uh, she was waiting for a little while. And um, the appointment didn't come up. It was past her time for her appointment. Girl, come on! Uh, not too long after this, uh, when the stylist hadn't called her over, uh, Olin got a little, she got a little crazy. Hmm. And Laura jumped up and she burst in just cursing at all the employees, Jeez. saying how they were wasting time instead of not cutting hair. And she couldn't take it anymore. Well, uh, one of the women... Uh, that was getting her haircut, not one of the stylists, but one of the women that's getting her haircut, thought maybe maybe she could calm calm Laura down. So she said, uh, lady, you need to take a chill pill. Hmm. Um Laura did not take kindly to the suggestion. Don't tell a crazy lady to chill. Yeah, you know, well, chill pill, I I'll I'll point out right now, uh most folks don't respond well to a suggestion of a chill pill. Even normal folks. Yeah. Nope. Chill pill is always going to give you some adverse effects. Yes. Uh, yep. Well, that happened in Laura's case. She immediately pulled a gun out and pointed it at the woman. What? Um, not. Uh, I, I'm sure after this happened, that lady didn't think that kind of adverse effects were going to happen. Nope. Like, she thought maybe there's going to be a little escalation, but that was a lot of escalation. Yes! So, luckily, luckily, Laura did not shoot the gun. She just pointed uh, okay. it at the lady and then decided yeah. to yeah. abruptly leave. Not too long yeah. after that, of course, the cops arrested her. Yes! Um... <laughs> I, but the the thing I I really gotta wonder that like this thing I started I started thinking about after I read the story, like what do you say to your kids when you hop back into the car hmm. with your gun and like all these people frazzled and running around in the hairstylist place in the salon? You're like whoa, whoa kids, things sort of escalated there, got a little out of hand. Sorry. Let's go get some uh, milkshakes or something. I'm going to try to lay low for a little bit. Uh, the cops are probably going to be looking for me. Remember, kids, not something to do for yourselves. Also, I don't have a permit for this gun, nope. so that's going to be a problem. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Hairstylist late on your appointment? Not a reason to shoot someone. Not no, nope. or even think about or, it. Or yeah, like, even don't pull or, it out. or even point the gun at him. Not a reason. No, Not a her reason. hair didn't even get done. Didn't get done, like, and now she's in jail. So you know that's a downer on both accounts. But that's definitely. been ripped from the headlines. Dave, we are going to hit another birthday suit. Are you ready? 
Dude, I'm bring it to me. Come on. Here we go. Our birthday suit wearer was born January 23rd, 1974 in Long Beach, California. Mm. Mm-hmm. Our birthday suit wearer has long uh, considered her mother and grandmother her two biggest role models of her life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At a young age, our birthday suit wearer started participating in beauty pageants. And was crowned Miss Junior America in 1987. In 1989, she landed arguably her biggest role of her life. And as for me, I will always know her as this. Say what? Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell. This role skyrocketed her. I don't know Kelly's name. Uh, She also, well, I'll give you a couple things. Maybe this will get it. Uh, She also played on 90210, um, multiple movies, Love Stinks, Texas Blood Money, Ladies Man. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's it's a, she uses her middle name whenever you say her name. It's a twofer name. Hmm. The initials T-A. Nope. I got nothing. Hmm. Tiffany Sorry. Amber Thiessen. <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I got a feeling. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not trying to rub it in your face, but I got a feeling. Mm-hmm. I think Justin would have known it. I think he would have. You think so? He's a he's a cra- he's a crazy pop culture fella. He knows. Yeah, he he'd probably know it. He knows a lot. I've I've been meaning Justin Bieber back in the day. Like 2014, he went to a music award ceremony and he had a Kelly Kapowski shirt. Um, My buddy bought that shirt. Yeah, I've been meaning to get one. Word. I mean, for a long time. Like, basically since Saved by the Bell was on, really. Because she was, yeah. I mean, my God. Word. Basically from like... She was eight, everyone's crush. Yeah, basically from like 89 to like 96, hmm. she was it. She was She was the high school dream girl. You were Zach Morris, you opened your locker, and there she was full-length picture of Kelly Kapowski volleyball star. Amazing. Apparently, she also uh, she signed I forget what she signed. She signed, oh, she signed a picture of her as Kelly Kapowski uh, for uh, Chris Paul Mm. on his 27th birthday because he said he was such a, he had such a crush on her as, uh, as Kelly Kapowski. So, shout out, let's see, what is that? That's her 45th 45th birthday. The big four or five. Happy birthday to Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Happy birthday, Tiffany. We are going to take a break, Dave. We are going to hear from Mike Friend, who's going to be on the show February 20th, if you recall. Uh, This is Mike Friend with Love Me Like the Sun Shines. After that, we will be back with none other than Casey Webb.
village Love is kind You can't plan It's a state of mind And set me loose You verify me Without proof But she loved me like the sun shines Like only you can do Right here, right now I vow to love you UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the Doc G Show. Today, I may be more excited about this guest than anyone we've had on the show to this point. Say what? Uh, joining us today, host of Man vs. Food, Casey the Wombat. What? Webb. <laughs> I'm a wombat. You are. For the listeners, I'll get to the nickname in a little bit. Uh, okay. That goes with one of the other stories there. But, Casey, how's it going, man? Hmm. It's going great, Doc G. I'm, uh, I'm in Brooklyn, New York at the moment. It's about 8, 8, 9 degrees. Mm. Uh, Jeez. Mm. I'm outside. I'm currently outside. That is and, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's actually, it's re- we can call it refreshing. Oh, man. You know, it's re- refreshing for... Uh, for only a short period of time. Man yeah, versus of- man versus weather, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, it's uh, you gotta you gotta wear your gloves, and everyone has uh, some sort of furry hat on. So I, I think um, it's the it's the gloves mitten combo, the combo you get that really warms things up, right there for me at least. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, the uh, the fingerless glove with the mitten tip on. Yes. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. Very nice. Very but, nice. But you're in but you're in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit different. You guys don't wear those. No, no, but when, you know, I'm originally from Virginia, so when when I go back up to the mountains where I'm from, 
little bit different story. Different story. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, the mountains of Virginia. Sure, you need those mitten clubs. There you go. There you go. But <laughs> before we get to all the crazy, exciting stuff you're doing at the moment, because you got a lot of it, uh, I want to I want to take the listeners back. I'm going to start all the way at the beginning of the Casey oh. Webb adventure. Say what? Um, you're originally from Red Bank, New Jersey, right? Yeah, I was uh, born and raised down in... Uh, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in Brooklyn now. Mm-hmm. Little Silver is the little town that I grew up in. Okay. But the I was born in Red Bank. Now, now I've heard several times uh, you actually call it the the shore. Hmm. Right. So, right where the shore begins, mm-hmm. where people actually go to the beach, yeah. is where I grew up. Okay. So it's 140 something miles of beach. Um, from uh, Sandy Hook to Cape May, mm-hmm. and that's where people have been vacationing for, you know, over a century. Mm-hmm. Leaving mm-hmm. New York City, leaving Philly, they go right to the shore. Now, now I'm going to go out on a limb and say you didn't try out for the Jersey Shore. Word was that. <laughs> I didn't have to. I already lived there. Okay, that's a fact. I thought because like you know, watching the show, I was like, how good Polly D, the situation, Casey Webb, Ronnie, it works. Yeah. It's so. It's it's right there up your alley. I like it. I'm uh I'm Irish and Italian, uh, but I'm not uh, that Italian. <laughs> that uh, you don't follow the I, you don't prescribe to the gym tan laundry. That's oh oh no I do I go to the gym I uh, I naturally tan uh, by, by the sun. That's a fact. And, uh, <laughs> where all my freckles merge together. Nice and. Uh, that's the great freckle merger. I like it. And then, uh, yeah, I got to work out the way I'm eating. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and then I got to wash my clothes. There you go. There you go. So you do prescribe <laughs> to it. They missed a perfect opportunity. I mean, I, you know, if they bring it back again, again, yeah. then uh, I, think, I think I might be in there. There you go. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Now you had a pretty great childhood. Uh, I, I've I've seen a lot of interviews with you, and uh, you had an older brother. What? That I uh, you I still, still do? do. I still yeah. Do. Yeah, he's still <laughs> he stole my brother. Um, and I heard in an interview that you did a while back that you you love you you were always trying to prove yourself to your brother, and uh, I'm I'm like yourself. I have a, I have an older brother. Still do. Um. What's what's the craziest thing you've ever done that you'd like to try to impress your brother? Hmm. So, you know, Keith is four years older than me, and I, you know, I, I was following him around my whole life, and he's always pushing me away, but his friends really like me, so... <laughs> By you know, by befriending his friends, mm-hmm. I was able to tag along just a little bit longer. So, you know, like I was always trying to outdo him, but he would invite me to do some crazy stuff. One so crazy thing um, in the summertime. Uh, so he would like dare me to do things. So in the mm-hmm. summertime, we had these huge pine trees in our backyard, and we would climb them all the way to the top, wearing full winter gear. Word and slide down them holding the tree <laughs> i uh we did that together as as bro- uh, we did, i didn't do that one alone but, um so stuff like that yeah you know, like would happen like he would encourage me to do something he'd have a great idea and then we'd do it together so we we're almost like partners in crime mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until girls came around that he didn't want me to be around anymore. <laughs> you know, his, little, his little husky little brother was like all right you're, you're cramping my style Oh, come on, that's the perfect wingman right there. Come on. Totally. 
Look what my brother will do. He'll climb a tree and slide down in the middle of the summer wearing a winter hat and a jacket. Why not? Ruining man? our winter clothes, you know. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I know insane. the feeling. I've I've got the I've got a four year old brother as well. Did the exact same thing. I tried to try to oppress him the whole life. That he's was. Four, he's four years old. What? Four, four years four older. Years four years older. Oh. Good. Okay. <laughs> you got a four-year-old brother. We wow. got real, real age divide between us. Huge. Um, yeah, I start, start teaching him how to do his ABCs. <laughs> it's good. I'm a second father. Uh, is your is your brother impressed now? Does he does is he impressed by your your celebrity? Prowess, your your big time celebrity. He's, you know, in, in all honesty, throughout this entire thing, like even when I was like younger, playing sports, it all started with him. Like I heard his voice in my head. It was like my, it's it's been my high school football coach and my brother in my head the whole time. From the time I first started playing football and in college, and then into when I started acting, mm-hmm. and throughout that career and my current career into Man versus Food. So he's been, uh, whether he knew it or not, he's always been there with me um, uh, as a motivator. Nice. So as of now, this this at this point in our life, it's it's pretty amazing, you know. Like we've gotten closer over the years because you you know you get out of your own way and and you really understand what it is to be uh, a brother. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a parent. He's got a kid. I'm an uncle. You know. So we have a small family, but you know, you get we got closer as we got older. But in, with with all these my my career stuff, it's kind of uh, it brought us even that much closer because he was on. We, you know, I was able to bring him and my nephew, and my dad, onto an episode, the Jersey episode, which was a lot of fun. And nice. um, yeah, they couldn't be more proud. And and like you know, that's like I said, like he's been one of the motivating forces. My 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 dad, my parents, my brother, and my nephew have been like this real big push to go to work every day. You know, to like to um, get the job done and. Um, you know, it keeps me keeps me motivated to, uh, you know, and it's the people also that I met along the way. You know, it's like every person I've met who's been rallying around the uh, the show and with me at the helm now. It's uh, it's been pretty pretty amazing. You know? Yeah, it starts with my brother and you know family. So. Well, speaking of family, I actually noticed just uh, about a I think about a month ago, uh, your dad uh, had knee surgery that you posted yeah. on there. How, how how's he doing? Dad's doing great. Uh, we, uh, my cousins used to call him Tangeray because his name's Ray, and he used to drink Tangeray. Um, <laughs> now we call him, we call him Robo Ray because he's got a whole new knee. Nice. Um, so yeah, he's doing great. We actually um, just recently, uh, with the help of AC, my my uh, business partner and mm-hmm. manager, um, fostered uh, him and his girlfriend fostered a dog with the intention of um, it being part of our, my family and helping my dad kind of recover because he, you know, he was alone and he does his own thing to bring this dog into, uh, into our lives. So he's doing great as a result of the dog and the result of, you know, the good folks that are helping him with his, um, uh, his uh, physical therapy. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing better than ever. Thank you for asking. That's uh, <laughs> he's uh He's a big part of our family, and so it's good to have him um, feeling good and mobile and and um, healing. You know, he's on the mend, but he's he's, he's getting he's getting there. Awesome. Well, I, I actually, yeah. as far as you, you brought up the rescue pets, uh, me and AC were actually talking about that, and he was telling oh, me cool. about your the the rescue dog uh, situation and and uh, your brother involved. Give me a little bit of info about that. Hmm. So. 
my brother has been breeding dogs of different varieties since I was a kid. He's just always been into to dogs. So I remember as a high school kid playing football, you know, I uh, I wasn't running with a friend. I was running with um, a, a pit bull. What? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one really ran wanted to run with you when you ran with a pit bull. So yeah. It, it, was pre- it was pretty intimidating for the other teams that they happened to be driving by and see, uh, you know. Their uh, their nose guard, you know, the team they're playing the next week, running with a black pit bull down the street, <laughs> you know. So uh, <laughs> beautiful, amazing dog, you know. And so he's been raising dogs since we were kids and, mm-hmm. and breeding them, and um, so and he's been rescuing dogs uh, most recently um, in the last five six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, sled dogs, um, Alaskan Huskies, which nice. are more hound mix uh, dogs that have run the Iditarod in Alaska. These are dogs that they, you know, they have, a, they have a, you know, they have a life in, in in the sport, and then they get a little older, and then they, you know, they don't, they don't, um, they often go to shelters or they go to uh, organizations that can take them in. So he's been taking on a sled dog. So my brother's an active uh, 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 dog sledder. Very nice. Uh, so is my nephew. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. So AC, being a good friend, he's been sheltering dogs <clears throat> for. Um, They've uh, they've had rescues as long as I've known him, and uh, uh, for his whole life, they've always had rescue dogs. So I was in, um, you know, I've been very busy with what I'm doing, and I wanted to maybe bring a pet into my life. Mm. And uh, I've only thought of a rescue because there's so many of those out there that need a little bit of help, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, we found one. We found one. AC found one. AC and his girlfriend Jenny found one, and his uh, he's a Brussels. It's pronounced Griffon. I say Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> they look like little Ewoks. And uh, the one that uh, we've invited in that was, well, I guess he invited us into his little life. Is His name is Iggy, Iggy Pop or Iggy Pup. Very he's nice. A little, he's a little rascal. He's a little rascal of a dog. So like Iggy Pop, the uh, punk rock musician, uh, I, uh, I named him Iggy. I like reminds it. Reminds me of Iggy Pop. I like it. <laughs> He goes yeah, around that, shirtless and and yeah, singing yeah, punk and jumping around on the stage. Yeah, he's a little he's a little nuts. At eleven pounds, he's the craziest dog I've ever met. Very yeah. nice. Well, I yeah. I also heard in another interview. Uh, oh. Speaking of crazy <laughs> animals, um, oh. you said you had all kinds of animals growing up. You were listing yeah, all my, these different animals, and one of them you said you had a duck. Word. Um, he had a. I would I would yeah. like to know more about this duck. Yeah. So you know, my amazingly, my, my my parents were New York were New Yorkers, right? My father was from the Bronx. My mother was from Hell's Kitchen, Chelsea, in New York City, and they were city kids. And um, they moved after my brother was born to New Jersey into the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was definitely I grew up in the suburbs, and. I, I'm really surprised my parents were so open to ha- letting us have so many pets. Oftentimes, I think we would just bring them home, and then they'd be forced to have us keep them. <laughs> uh, so we did have ducks. Yeah, we nice. had a pair of ducks, and um, you know, we we just assumed all ducks flew. You know, so true. we were really disappointed that <laughs> this set of ducks didn't fly. Uh. Until we realized that. <clears throat> these are more of the you know the farm duck yeah. that uh, just walks around and quacks. <laughs> they were amazing, and we really had, you know, they, they ran their course in our lives. Like, we had a great time with them, and we realized that this is too much for us to handle, and then we were able to give them to a farm. Nice. So, um, 
yeah, we all we had. I'm sure you heard the interview you had, you had mentioned, but we had snakes, we had ducks, lizards, frogs, rabbits, ferrets, cats, dogs, birds, and we, you know, we weren't living on a farm. We were living, in the, you know, in the suburbs. So people were you. walking by your yard, going, "What? The What's going on? What's going on?" The, the little, the little silver zoo. You know, I think, <laughs> if anything, it gave us an appreciation of. Of, of taking care of something, raising something, feeding something, nourishing something. And that really kind of, you know, brought our family uh, together or maybe separated. I don't know. <laughs> my parents must have been pulling their hair out while my brother and I are, uh, you know, oftentimes when a kid gets a pet, they love it for the first week and then their parents yeah. are taking care of it, you know. So um, it's I'm a- very thankful my parents allowed us to have that experiment <laughs> our whole lives. <laughs> well, I, I wondered because the last job I had, there was a pond right outside of the office. Zookeeper? No, no, not zookeeper. Uh, I, I walked out though, and there was a big white duck, and he was. Oh. It was like right after I ate, and he walked up to me, and he just started quacking at me, and just like you know, sort of just walking around, and I was like, "This is the coolest duck ever." And I was eating. Yeah. I, I was finishing a sandwich. And so I gave him some bread, right? And I was like, I'm going to call this guy Donnie. You know, short for Donald, of course. So Donnie, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I was talking to somebody else that worked there the next day, and I was like, oh, man, have you seen that duck out there? I call him Donnie. And they looked at me real disgusted, and they were like, uh, you mean Harold? And I was like, uh, "Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess." And like, I was getting ready to tell him that I gave him part of my sandwich, and then all of a sudden they were just like, "You didn't feed him, did you?" Wait, and I what? was like, "What?" <laughs> Duh. So, anyways, so we got to get back to work, you guys. This is important stuff. So I, I did not, I did not feed him ham. I did not feed <laughs> Harold ham. After after that, I was real interested in the duck story, all duck stories, because. Harold, I guess he was a cool duck. I wanted, I wanted to keep Harold for my own, but he's, he's Harold the duck. I mean, it's tough, you know. You gotta, you gotta pay attention to these. You know, it's like any relationship; you have to give it as much love as you're getting. Apparently, right? apparently, even duck relationships. <laughs> but uh, people may not know this about your life as well. You my were, life. you were slash are uh, a model. Yes! You you specialized in children's winter fashions. Yes! I, at one point in my life, I was a husky child model uh, for the winter fashions of the 80s. Nice. I did my, <laughs> Sweet. my mom was, uh, I, I really think as for her second child, she wanted a girl. <laughs> um, but she got a little chubby redhead boy that my father named Casey. So um, you can imagine being a little freckle-faced chubby you know, redheaded kid with uh, uh, named Casey, because and he was a model. So I, you know, I had some I had some issue, you know, when I was little because there was no one else like me, you know. Nope. And uh, it wasn't until I was like uh, 18 years old that I met another dude named Casey. The rest of them, you know, just the way it was, you know, as names go, they go in trends. They were all girls and Labradors <laughs> all the time I was 18. So my I got a, my mom unknowingly gave me a complex uh, at the age of. Uh, 11. Very nice. Or 9 to 11, I think I was fashioning them. But you know, honestly, we got I got free gear. Yeah. You know, I got I got some winter clothes to slide down that pine tree. I like it. Uh, you know, with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was interesting to be put in front of people like that. Um, without you know, I didn't really want to do it, but <laughs> I did it. 
Uh, well, <laughs> so you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, you you played football and you went on to college yeah. to play uh, football at Wilkes-Barre uh, College wow. at the time. I, yeah, it was college at the time. Yeah, yeah now university. Uh, how how long did the Wilkes-Barre experience last for you? Hmm. So I was uh, recruited out of high school to play, and I got a partial scholarship to play at Wilkes-Barre. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's that's middle Pennsylvania, middle yep. of Pennsylvania. That's about three hours from where I grew up, and um, that's football country. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I from the time I was a junior in high school to my senior year going into – the next year where I would um, uh, go off to college, you know, my last day of football in high school was not my last game for the season. It was, I was able to, uh, I got elected into um, the all shore game, which is a pretty prestigious thing in Jersey. It's usually coaches from other teams that elect you in to play this big game. Right. Yeah. So I, I left August 16th of that summer after I graduated high school. And you can imagine that um, that's pretty early to go off to football camp. You know, all my yeah. friends are still having a good time and everyone is probably leaving, you know, late August, early September to go to college. But I was at football camp August 17th. Ugh. And uh, it was a big change for me because, you know, my parents, you know, at that time they had split up and, uh, and uh, they were selling the house because once I turned 18, they were going to sell the house. So, I was looking at not coming back to the same house that I grew up in and going yeah. off to play football. So, you know, of course, I had a high school girlfriend that was <laughs> that I was leaving behind, mm. all my friends, and the house that I grew up in, and probably a pet. I think we had a rabbit at the time. It's one uh, of one of the zoo animals was there. <laughs> one of the many one of the many zoo animals. But you know, it was really intense for me, and and you know, I did really well that, uh, and I only wound up staying for that first season. Yeah. Because um, at that time, I realized, you know, that. I was actually done. I was done playing. Yeah. Um, I, I just wasn't the same for me. It wasn't the, I didn't have the camaraderie that I had with my high school friends. Um, though I was doing well, you know, and from that junior year to that freshman year in college, I dropped like 30 pounds. I was lean. I was fast. Um, and I felt really good about the sport. I just, it, it deep down, I didn't want to do it anymore. And, and that's when I actually, started acting yeah after i left wilk so that was a big you know turn in my life and you know i, ha- I wrote this long letter to my brother and my dad to apologize that i was i'm done playing football because it yeah. meant everything to me that it, that it meant everything to them yeah you know like it was it was everything you know for for uh and you know i couldn't have been further from from you know they were happy that i was happy that i decided to stop you yeah know? it wasn't like you know it's on you brother it's not on uh it's not on us you know yeah don't feel like you have to do this for us so um yeah it was a big turning point in my life actually nice. um and it was i took an actual theater class like a uh, history of theater class Sweet. at wilkes nice and that teacher um was just so great at what he did and 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 it really kind of sparked interest and and it you know helped that i had friends at home three of my closest friends on the planet were one of them was going to community college and acting one was going to a conservatory in new york city and the other one was finishing his undergrad in Vermont, and then he went off to get his master's at New School Actor Studio in New York City. So three dudes that were like, didn't really do a ton of acting until high school, started doing it out of it in college. So when I uh, when I left Wilkes, I wound up starting to act, and then I, you know, the big thing for me, and uh, 
was that I, I tried auditioning for a play and then I failed miserably. I just couldn't do a cold read. I, yeah. could, I was just like nervous. And so then I knew that I was done using my head to run into people and use it for <laughs> something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a powerful time for me. Well, a lot of change. Well, real quick before I move on to the acting. Yeah fast fact about wilkes Bear. i don't know if you know this hmm. but if oh. you, if you go to miami in south uh, in south beach there's the 11th street diner uh it was actually on triple d uh on the food network uh it was originally built in wilkes Bear. say what and no way. It, it, it was there for 48 years before they took it all apart and shipped it down to miami and it's been there for the last 27 years um, 27 years, so I wouldn't have been there. No, you just missed it. It was, it was yeah, it, it, it was 92, I think, that it left. But uh, uh, That's wild, man. It, I got uh, I didn't see that episode of Triple D. I yeah. took myself to Miami and get, uh, maybe get a, you know, get a Cuban sandwich it's, or whatever. It's delicious. If you go down there, look for waiter Israel. He'll hook you up. Yeah. Super nice guy. He always gives me a handshake whenever I'm in town. Sweet. Shout out to Israel right there. Shout out. Yes. Coming to see you, buddy. And it, just the name of it again? It's the 11th Street Diner. 11th Street Diner. Yeah. And it, and you, well, you you think. You you see it. And it is, you know, it is 50s diner, basically. I, I mean, cause it. it's, it's all chromed out. And they're wide array of things wide array of different items and they they do it all good man they do it all good that's the beauty about diners and growing up in new jersey is that you know you take any road you're gonna run into a diner yeah you know, I was lucky to grow up on diner culture and have parents that grew up in new york city that grew up on diner culture and you know inexpensive really good hearty food that'll fill your belly and you know that's how we grew up you know we ate you know um when we ate out we went to a diner very nice <laughs> you know? You know. But uh, so so uh, on to the my my Wilkes Wilkes Bear fact that had nothing to do with yeah, your acting. Yeah, the Wilkes Bear explosion that brought me way back, <laughs> way back. But you, you said thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you said uh, you know you you auditioned, you cold and you you were you're horrible at it, and but you loved it. And I've heard in interviews you say that you know you like acting on stage. Uh, better than on screen, and and you're actually still doing theater work. Yes. Um, you actually just finished the sixth annual collective in New York. Yes. Uh, first off, how did the collective go? Hmm. And then uh, second, after getting like you know several seasons of Man vs. Food under your belt, would you still say you prefer doing the live theater over over screen work? So. Well, as far as the collective that run went, that was the sixth annual, and I've been a part of several of those. I I had a miss last year um, mm -hmm. because of just being on the road and being busy, but I'm very much, um, you know, uh, it's a theater company that that I'm that I'm a part of. That's very close to my heart, and, yeah. and it's you know what it did for, what it does for me is it it's afforded me to uh, you know step out on stage and kind of kind of be free you yeah know? It's, there's a very there's a there's a great deal of freedom with um you know rehearsing for a month and then jumping on stage and just letting it rip you know yeah. um it's you know it's it, it scratches a different itch I, I can't i mean i love live theater because there's a direct response um uh tv and film you know well, well the tv that i've been working on you know in the uh for the show 
it's 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 more intimate yeah because it's one or two people you know and so you just really uh, there's like where i'm trying to get a connection on stage in front of an audience uh when doing theater or anything live i'm still doing it live on camera but i'm also trying to you know to um to engage the person i'm talking to so there's an intimacy that's very similar for both but one is a live audience one doesn't so yeah. i'm the same rules apply for me I'm trying to get to know this person. I'm trying to listen. Um, you know, it's it's really about active listening. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be there. Very yeah. much like the stage. If I was there, I'd just be doing a monologue if it wasn't for the people that I'm acting with. So there's a there's an intensity to both. And I really do enjoy, because I've had so much of the film, the TV stuff, and as of late in this past year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got to do a lot more of that. So to come off the road and go to theater was incredible. Um, you know, to pick and choose, it, it, uh, you know, sitting here and thinking about it, it's, it's both. Um, you can't you give know, up either. Nope. Yeah, they're different muscles, you know. Yeah. Um, one, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of cutting, you know, when it comes to, to TV. But when you're on stage, it's, it's like, all right, you got an hour. Here we go. Let's do it. You know, there's no stopping it. So yeah. there's, a, there's an intensity that exists there. And then there's an intensity of working in a live kitchen, yeah. in, 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 a, in, in a restaurant, talking to people that love the food that they're cooking and then the people that love their food that they're eating. So, you know, there's, a, yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, it's hard to say which I, you know, which is. <laughs> you can't give up either now. It's, no, it, yeah. no, I, I love it. You know, it's, that's, you know, that's what excites me is to actually get up and go to work. You know, for nice. me, it's focusing on the work and and putting one foot in front of the other and being present you know because you really have to be present of mind when you're talking to people on you know on camera and you also the same applies to the stage oh yeah you know it's both um it's uh they're both intense in their yeah. own way you know and, uh, and i appreciate the opportunity to do both you know that, i think for any actor it's like we want to do all, <laughs> we want to do all of it you know? yeah like i want to do live stuff because there's that buzz and then i want to be on camera because you know, it's um, it's a gig, it's a job. You know, it's it's, it's you know, they say one percent of the acting population, people that are actors, are actually employed. So you know, with a lot of new streaming and and um, and, and and new media stuff, there's a lot more opportunity for actors to work. But you know, it's a low percentage of us. So yeah. when we have a job, it's nice to have it. You know? it's nice to keep it. <laughs> Well, uh, well, speaking of the the screen time, again, I got to go on yeah. a little bit of a sidetrack. I noticed no, th through the years, you've uh, you've gone with several different iterations of facial hair stylings. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now I I have a full beard. I go full beard. Yeah. Um, you go full beard. You go full beard. Yeah. I've been going full beard for like whew, eight nine years, but I, I've noticed you've got you've had full beard. You've had the stubble. You've had the goatee, and I think most the mustache. I don't think I've ever seen a, a hairless Casey. Nope. Is is the mustache I... the go-to? So yeah, you know it's been an ev evolution of of uh, facial hair for me because you know I started off maybe not having so much of it. Yeah. When I was younger when I first started when I moved to New York in my early twenties, and uh, you know I, the beard would 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 come later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and and I and I and I and I wound up booking work with that. I was I was booking TV stuff, um, film stuff, and you know that ran its course. And, and, and honestly, it was it was one audition. It was for a TV comedy that was shot in New York, and they it was a cop comedy. Mm. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna shave the beard and I'll have a mustache like a cop, right? <laughs> 
And uh, like as all cops have mustaches, right? Like, yeah. You know, like, you know, you got Magnum PI. Um, so I didn't get that job. Right? <laughs> I auditioned for it. I didn't get that job, but I did get every other job that I auditioned for after that. Nice. And including including Man vs. Food. Oh, so once I landed Man vs. Food, which like any audition that I had prior to that, uh, you know, it, I showed up and you know the opportunity arose i took the audition and i wound up getting it i you know i kept the mustache that kind of it it, it once i got the job i couldn't start yeah and changing my you know? it's your good uh, luck charm i got it, it. It's, it's actually been my good luck charm it's been it's been the one of the best decisions i made in <laughs> uh in the last uh six seven years well yes! well you know my dad he's had a mustache for like 60 years like That's i think same he, mine. yeah He's just. My dad it, went beard to mustache, and that was it. There was nothing else. There wasn't chops. There wasn't Fu Manchu. It went beard right to mustache. My, so that's kind of what I did. My dad just all mustache. So true. As long, I, I think he came out of the womb with a mustache. I'm pretty sure it's just different links for different decades, basically. Yeah. But um, you know, some families are hairier than others. <laughs> that's the but right? he 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 told me one time, you know, because it was like, why do you have the mustache? He's like, well, mustaches are good, Ben. If you have a mustache. Or you have big glasses. Both of them cover up you being ugly. So that's a good thing. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I took that and ran with it. I was like, well, if a mustache is good to cover up ugly, a beard's got to be great. <laughs> then you really won't notice. So yeah, that's right, a beard really covers the ugly. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's you know that's why I have it. It's not a good luck charm. It's just to cover the hideousness underneath it. That's it. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, for me, I've always had like a baby face. Yeah. You know, I mean. So I've been, I could morph that to look a little more menacing at times, but like, you know, it was nice to be, to mature, to be able, there was a point in my life where like, there's no way I could have a mustache. I'm too young to have a mustache. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I almost had to graduate the mustache. Mm -hmm. like, you know, I didn't feel like I could wear it yet, but a beard, I could. I was like, oh, cause I, you know, it was like, let it grow, let it grow yeah. out, let it be a little shaggy. And, um, no. you know, and, and it worked well for me. Now I probably have a little gray in that beard, so I'm probably not going to be growing it out anytime soon. <laughs> just, just rock, but, uh, just rock the gray. Accept it. It's good. I mean, eventually, I will rock the gray. Okay. But right now, I got this golden red mustache, <laughs> fiery head of red hair. You know, it works. The, uh, it's it's working yeah. for you. It got you, man like versus that. food. There you go. Yeah, that was the whole thing. It yep. was all mustache. I actually credit mustache. If I <laughs> any award, if I win an award from now until the end. I'm gonna thank the mustache first. Well, well, on on that on that audition, I I heard <laughs> you said that they uh, they kept it a secret as you were auditioning. Oh, wait, what? Uh, you yeah. you uh, had no idea. Tell tell the listeners a little bit about that as far as you not having any idea what you were auditioning for, and then they're like, oh, by the way, it's this really big show that people know about. Hmm. So as it turns out, it was. Uh, an agent that I had been working with and we were just kind of friends. I was introduced to him and like, he was at like a higher level of agent that I had been more than I had ever been dealing with, mm -hmm. you know? So I was trying to, you know, nurture this relationship, uh, you know, I was hopefully maybe they'll send me out on stuff. And, uh, so I pitched a few show ideas, right? I had this few scripted shows that I had ideas for. And then I had this one non-scripted food show where I was a host with somebody else. It was a co-host scenario. Mm-hmm. So while I was 
pitching that idea. He's like, oh, I got this thing that came across my desk. It's an audition for a news show that would be on whatever network. And it's uh, it's a host show. Do you have any interest? And I was like, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw myself in that position, you know, even though I had this idea for this other show. So I, you know, I wound up, um, I had a Skype interview uh, in my computer in my virtually empty apartment in Brooklyn. Um, I, at the time, may have been subletting it just to pay my rent. And, uh, <laughs> so there's nothing in the fridge. There's no food in the place. And I didn't realize that I was supposed to talk about food. Like, <laughs> Like, like cook something or have something prepared. That was not mentioned to me. They were like, oh, so you're ready to do the food part of it. I'm like, Jeez. and it's just a producer and I talking via Skype, right? Yeah. So I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Give me a second. So I got up and I go to the fridge. And the only thing that I had in my fridge was a jar of moonshine. That, <laughs> um, I may or may have not gotten from a friend who made it somewhere, somewhere. So, <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I had in my fridge was a jar of apple pie moonshine. And I brought it to the table. I sat back down. I took a deep breath, and I was like, "This is what I got." So I sat and talked for moonshine for about twenty minutes, and um, hmm. <laughs> and uh, from that interview, it, it turned into an audition, a physical audition, yeah. where uh, I basically went into a restaurant, this place called Clinton Hall downtown in New York. It's a great, it's a beer hall, and they do great burgers and stuff, and. Um, so uh, Daryl Hammond is executive chef over there, and he's excellent. So, so we w- I went there to audition, and mm-hmm. so they they separated the actual <clears throat> the auditioners, right? Yeah. Auditionees. So I didn't see anybody except for the, the production crew and the producer, and then the people that worked in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So we did a modified version of what the show would be. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, this feels a lot like Man vs. Food. At the time, I thought it was still on TV because I didn't realize that, you know. It had gone off. The show it for five years. Yeah. It the air for five years at the time that I was auditioning for the show. And um, so we did the show. We did the, you know, the, the condensed version. Did a kitchen beat. Did a, uh, you know, we did a um, DRIs, which is dining room interaction. Yeah. Talk to people. And then I had to eat this crazy burger that they make, you know. And. And uh, I was like, wow, this really feels like man. <laughs> so I did the thing, and we were laughing at the end. And I got a high five. I'm like, all right, great. Thanks for coming in. And then it was like I walked off with a full belly of burger. <laughs> Surprise. And uh, it wasn't until I actually got the job, and I'm sitting in the offices of the production company signing paperwork. The first page said Big Eats, and every page thereafter said Man versus Food. I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I got to call my agent or somebody, my mom, I don't know. So it, it, it all worked itself out, but I had no idea until I was actually signing documents to get the job. You guys so, tricked me. This is Man versus Food. It was, it was such a popular show, and it did so well, and they really needed to keep it under wraps. They didn't tell anybody anything. I mean, like, it was very hush-hush all around. And my agent didn't even know. Or he didn't even tell me, you know? Yeah. Because it was that secretive. Because, you know, it was it was, uh, it was was a risk. Yeah. You know, they didn't know if it was going to go well or not. And who I was, uh, you know, I was a new kid on the block. You know? Um, well, doing my Jim Tan laundry stuff. So, <laughs> um, well, so, yeah. We had three. We did three seasons. And. We're, uh, yeah, we're staring down the barrel of a fourth. Nice. And, uh, yeah, which is pretty intense, you know. Uh, little did I know we'd get this far. Well, you know? now on, on the show, you do, uh, and I'm sure the listeners are aware, you do spicy challenges all the time. Um, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. some of those challenges, <laughs> they've involved the, the ghost chili. Um, uh, 
And I've yeah. I've heard you talking about building up for these hot challenges. Uh, what what's the heat training like? What do you do to train for the heat so, challenges? Hmm. Yeah, ghost chilies aren't the hottest. You know, we 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 you know there, there's uh you know the ghost chili is very hot. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we have you know scorpion and then Carolina Reaper. Carolina Reaper. There's another. Uh, it's like dragon's blood. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all these, these you know, all these casual names right not so casual but the, you know i uh you know some of them are manufactured some of them are created and they're you know the cross pollinated yeah into a, to make it as spicy as possible and some of them are not made for human consumption yeah those chilies in india they nail them on a fence to ward off elephants what you know that's how hot it is right <laughs> um so for me you know, I learned from the beginning, <clears throat> you need to incorporate hot food into your diet. Like, I love hot food. I, I genuinely enjoy spicy food. And, 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 I, and I understand more than ever, as a result of doing 38 episodes or so, and a lot of them being spicy, that um, there's a certain euphoria you get from taking on spice. Yeah. You actually catch a buzz. You catch a buzz. Yeah. It's its own buzz. And that's why chili heads, you know, freak out about spicy food because there's... You know, you get you get a reaction to it. Not only do you get all this great flavor, but you get a physical reaction. So for me, I incorporate into when I'm I have to take on a challenge, I incorporate into the diet. So I dose myself. For instance, like I have here in my apartment, I have a pepper mill with ghost chili that I travel with that I'll crack into the food that I'm eating. Nice. It's hot. You know, it's hot. But if if you think about it, a lot of these peppers, they're really hot, right? If you bite into them fresh. Yeah. Um, if, but you use them in smaller amounts, and then especially if you dry them, they take on a whole other characteristic, which is like smoky, or, or you know, have, they have these flavor characteristics that are really enjoyable. But you you don't have to use all of it. Nope. Yeah, use a little bit of it, you know. So I've learned to respect and manage the spices in my life, you know, <clears throat> whether it be in my dating life what? or whether it be my you know, eating life. <laughs> you know? Well, have you ever <laughs> eaten the ghost chili by itself, just the the actual pepper? Uh, I mean, yeah, for the most part, yeah. yeah. I, mean, uh, I, I would never put a whole pepper in my mouth, but uh, well, the re- uh, the reason I brought it up, yeah. we had last year, uh, we had Def Leppard's guitarist Phil Collin. He came on the show, yes! and. Yes! That dude has done everything, by the way. He made me feel like a gigantic loser because his whole life was just this awesome stuff. And I was like, man, I haven't done anything, Phil. Nope. And he was before just like, Def yeah, Leopard? you haven't. Wait, 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 was he awesome before Def Leppard? Or was he- yeah, apparently. Yes! He was awesome just his whole whole life. But that was... Whole awesome life. When right. I was doing the getting ready for the interview, I found a video <laughs> of him on YouTube eating a ghost chili pepper and pepper, yeah. and he just and he was just like no that's pretty hot Woo, yeah that's hot and that was like his yeah. reaction <laughs> and i was like i was like i asked him about it. he's like yeah that was like the fourth hottest thing i've eaten Word. and i was just like wow what what is this guy so i just wanted to see maybe if you have a hot challenge i know most of the the hot challenges are just you i haven't seen you do a combo hot challenge but if you do, no combo hot yet. I, that's actually a really amazing idea. Um, well, if you have like, it, get Phil Collin. He'll 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 be your eating partner with you, definitely, definitely. If uh, I would love to have friends next to me, you know, because I'm Caesar solo. You know, like I'm more or less a solo artist. Yeah, when it comes to <laughs> taking on these challenges, and you know, the 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 ghost chili or the buccalokio, which is the Indian name for it. Is uh, it's it's hot. It's real hot. And yeah. you need a fresh one 
it's, it's often rare to get them. It's hard to get them. But, you know, we, we uh, with the New Jersey challenge, it was a spicy, it was a pizza mm-hmm. made in Italian, in this Italian brick oven, but it's, uh, it was in an Indian restaurant. They, they, um, they created uh, these pizzas using Indian ingredients, but um, traditional Italian uh, methods wow. with this brick oven, which was incredible. And yeah. we had fresh ghost chili on top, which was Whew. pretty insane. I mean, it's pretty insane. I mean, it's uh, it's not for the faint of heart, but <clears throat> I uh, yeah, I'm making note of that right now. I need to take <laughs> Def Leppard guitarist there it on is. the road with me. There it is. <laughs> yes, the spicy food because I can always give it to him. I'm like, he feel I feel like he could. You know, it sounds like he could do a lot. Apparently, apparently he can handle it. But if good, good partner, yeah. If you if you come down to Jacksonville. <laughs> And you need, because I've seen several, you know, two-man, three-man challenges. If you need for a... Spicy? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, for, for, for overall eating, I will, I will put myself on the list yes! for possible partner in Jacksonville. Oh, for, for, yes! for spicy, no. But for overall eating, yes, I will do that. You won't leave Jacksonville, though. You're, you're only, oh, only if you want me to go, no, anywhere. <laughs> you tell me. I will show up. As long as, right. as long as it's not like, you know, the North Pole or somewhere I can possibly freeze, I'll uh, right. I, I'll go. I'll be there. You let me know. <laughs> I don't want you too far out of your comfort zone. So, yeah, we'll keep it We'll keep it warm. Okay. And we'll make Sweet. It, and we won't make it spicy. It'll I be, love uh, it. I love it. I can't. I can't wait. I'm writing it down. I'm putting it down. <laughs> Possib- possibility. Bill Collins. Bill yeah. Collins. Very close to Phil Collins. Phil Collins. That's it. That's it. Um, Jeff Leopard. Spicy food. Yes! There it is. You got it. <laughs> now, uh, along with training, that was the other thing I wanted to ask you about training for the show because a lot of people yeah. think they have in this in their mind that you're just chowing down on all this super, you know, savory and delicious food, but really, in reality, you're eating clean. And I've actually heard you say. You you get your fitness on constantly. Yes! You are you are working out uh, on the regular, and I gotta say I'm I'm interested in the workouts. Can you can you give me the detail of some of your workouts? What do you do hmm. to work out? So while on the road, um, you know we fly in. This is basically you know the, the calendar. We fly into a location, and the next three days we shoot, and then on that third day. It's basically set and repeat every day. Mm-hmm. And on that third day, at the end of shooting that kitchen out, mm-hmm. we jump into the challenge. People show up. There's 30-some-odd people cheering on. And Jeez. and then we leave the next day. So it's basically five days. We're in one place, and we're shooting that, that city out. Mm-hmm. So every day in the morning before I go, we start filming. I'm in the gym. And oftentimes, when we're done shooting, I'll go to the gym and work out. Nice. So, because you're taking not only tra- traveling and eating on the road is is difficult without the challenges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you know a lot of restaurants the food is high in fat, it's high in salt, so it's you know cal- high in calories. Mm-hmm. So it's like you really got to eat clean as much as you possibly can because at the end of the, the you know the four days on that fourth day, you know I'm eating. You know this huge thing or the spicy thing so yeah. i really got to be in tune with what i'm doing and what i'm putting in my system because I, I the idea is for me to take on this challenge and win yeah by no means am i I'm, i you know i might have done 30 some odd episodes of man versus suit but by no means do i consider myself a pro compared to some of these some guys that are like so, in such great shape yeah they look like they, they run marathons 
and I just look I just look like I eat a lot of food. You know, <laughs> maybe that's why I got the job. But <laughs> but uh, you know, I try to do my best. But I'm definitely I feel like the underdog, and I'm always trying. And I don't always win either, you know. But I am training. I am working out. I'm trying to be healthy uh, as much as I possibly can because you know it's a lot. You're taking on a lot of uh, a lot of savories, you know, yeah. fatty and and sweet foods that we all love and crave. But you know, I gotta burn off those calories too because otherwise, you're gonna be walking around with it. You know? <laughs> well, well, you, you you talk about winning. Um, yeah. Aside from being on our uh, joke of a show, you've actually what? done real shows Word. that people actually listen to, like the Dan Patrick Show. And yes. speaking <laughs> of winning, I saw on that show where they ask you to wrestle uh, the producer, Polly, on the show. Wait, what? And, uh, and you pinned him in like less than 10 <clears throat> seconds. You picked him up and just pinned him down on the ground. Uh, is is that a common occurrence? Do many shows ask you to uh, wrestle their producers? Hmm. That never happened before, and it hasn't <laughs> happened since. Um, you know, I was we were in Minnesota. It was the week of the Super Bowl. We were shooting two episodes of Man vs. Food. It was negative nine degrees outside. We're in the studio, and you can see the stadium behind us. Mm -hmm. And Dan Patrick basically pitted me against his producer, Pauly. And because he knew I wrestled in high school and I didn't know if he was serious or not. And he was serious. And, uh, you know, my brother always taught me, there's no such thing as play fighting. You fight or you don't fight. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, reluctantly, I, was, I wasn't sure if, it, if this was a bit or not. You know, like <laughs> we didn't talk about it before. I'm like, I'm all about bits or whatever. Yeah. He's like, no, he's like, let's do it. Paulie stood up <laughs> and he started stretching and I'm still sitting down in my Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. And my boat shoes. And uh, I'm like, uh, all right, it's on, you know, may the best man win. So, you know, I, it wasn't the greatest form after looking at the footage, but uh, I, and I do have some weight on Paulie. I <laughs> took him. I took him out. You, yeah. I, him you, out. Oh, I was about to say <laughs> you went you went straight <laughs> into wrestle mode. Like you got up and uh, you're like, get, let's do it. And just threw him over, man. Just. <laughs> I could have sunk into my hips a little bit more. And, yeah. You know, I know my my high school coach who was he played at Ohio, he wrestled at Ohio State. He's probably proud of me for you know for for the takedown, but maybe not the form. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you mentioned it getting to travel to different cities. I mean, I know yeah. they all had to be awesome. Yes! But oh if God. if you could yeah. pick out like three of the top cities that you've traveled to so far that you maybe didn't even see coming, that you were like, wow. That was way better than I expected. Or just you I mean, did see coming, and it was amazing. What would those be? Out of the gate, I would say uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Um, but, like, right there is, is Pittsburgh. Um, like we hit New Orleans, New Orleans first, then we hit Pittsburgh. So, I, uh, I, you, know, I, I, you know, I live in New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. I live in New York. I had never been to Pittsburgh. I've been <laughs> to Philly. I've been to Chicago. And there's this beautiful city sitting right in between. And growing up as a kid, one of my closest buddies, his, his family, they were Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh fans. Yeah. And uh, I would go watch football at their house because they're huge fans. of, And they had the biggest TV in town. They, didn't, they, didn't, they, weren't, they weren't wealthy. They just had a big TV to watch Pittsburgh, you know, yeah. watch the Steelers. So I fell in love. I mean, New Orleans, let's go back to New Orleans. But New Orleans is such a magical place. I mean, food and music and yeah. culture and history. And it's warm <laughs> yeah. most of the time. Uh, and, you know, I really feel like with, with New Orleans... I feel like I'm cheating on New York with New Orleans when I go there because I've been there a lot in the last two years uh, as a result of doing the show and on my own and for other other work. But um, 
And then Pittsburgh, yeah, man, <clears throat> what a great city uh, because there's three major sports teams. The city you can navigate really quickly. Um, I have a buddy who uh, opened up two restaurants there, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, the food scene, the beer scene is just incredible, and it's so close. It's not Philly, it's not New York, it's not Chicago, it's its own thing. Yeah, weird. Um, and lastly, oh, man. Uh, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of the desert. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't know that until I went to the desert. So, I got to go to, you know, we got to go to Phoenix and we got to go to Palm Springs um, last year. So, uh, to be able to experience the desert, because uh, it, it's got its own kind of weird. You know? Yeah. It's like, things dry out and die in the desert. There's people <laughs> living there. Yeah. Surviving there. And there's such natural beauty there, too. Um, yeah. So, I really fell in love with, uh, with those well, there's two cities and then those the elements of, of being in a desert. Because it's like, you know, California is, you know, L.A. is a desert for the most part. Yeah, um, that's a fact. But uh, there's something magical about, you know, the, the natural beauty of of, uh, of, of the desert. So it uh, sounds weird, but it's just kind of, you know, like being on the road and being in major cities and then you're out. In nature, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of both, you know. Very nice. Um, well, well, you said yeah, yeah. you're going into your your fourth season, right? We're 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 looking down on the fourth season of Man versus Food, eighth uh, yeah. as the total series goes. Uh, have you already filmed that uh, this season, or are you getting ready to film it? In all honesty, that's all. It's all to be determined. Okay. Um, you know, there's there's uh, there's been a, been a huge shift hmm. um, with the uh, with the networks. Mm-hmm. Um, cause discovery absorbs scripts network. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there's a lot of changing in programming. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we know there's some interest. We're just not sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, uh, fingers crossed. There's the, clearly, there's been some, um, some, uh, some call to arms <laughs> from, uh, from some, from fans and, and so yeah. on. And even I think the, uh, the network itself. So we're really kind of waiting here. So I'll, uh, very exciting. Uh, when I when I'm able to announce it, I will. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, we did three really fast, and and then you know we um, we've had a little time off and working on another project. I want to filming uh, for the Travel Channel. Uh, I, I want to narrating a show called The Best, Best Places to Pig Out. Yes, which is uh, that's airing on Saturday. Awesome mornings. show. And I think they're yeah, it's, it's it was really a lot of fun. I mean, like I I, it's, I feel like it's in adi- in addition to Man vs. Food. It takes you to other places of similar quality with these great. Uh, food, savory and sweet foods that we all, you know, that we all love. Yes. Um, but I'm just narrating, so I've been able to have some fun doing the the voiceover stuff, which I really like to do too. You know. So do you um, actually get to go to those places on? Uh, no, uh, no, I wasn't invited. Oh. I wasn't invited. <laughs> but I got to, you know, I get to uh, talk about them. You know, and uh, so you cool is like a lot. Of, you have to just stare at the food and just just <laughs> not get to eat it. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, that's tough, uh, man. I mean, it, it's definitely, you know, it was, um, it was a test. You know, it was a test. <laughs> <laughs> I would hear about how good it was because a lot of the folks that I worked with in the production company, they went, yeah, they filmed it, and they got to eat the food. So, you know, I, I, I made what I'm, what I'm able to do is put that on the list of places that I can have to go to. You know, when I have free time. Oh, definitely. It's Great. it's a show yeah. that I whenever I'm going when it, whenever I'm going on a trip, that show I check out to see. All right, where where do I need to hit in the city? Have uh, they been? And and should I go to these places? Um, yeah, it's a fun show. Yeah, best places to pick out. Man versus food. Yeah, I've been lucky. You know, it's like got these really great shows to really. Um, 
been able to be a part of, you know. Well, you um, you mentioned before your your uh, the company uh, Cotel Media there. Um, you you I've heard you've got some great things in the works. Um, can you tell us about any projects you've got coming up with? So you know, not to yeah talk too much about it because you know oftentimes until it happens, sometimes know, it, it doesn't. doesn't yeah, it, it doesn't exist. You know, so uh, so. As a result of working on Man vs. Food and being on the road and, you know, the success of the show and what I've been doing, uh, AC, who's my uh, business partner and my manager, we started a production company. Mm -hmm. And for the last couple of years, he's been very busy um, developing shows, uh, working with other production companies. So we've aligned ourselves as, yes! you know, we, we, we're... we're we're not a full service media company, but we're developing content. Nice. Uh, and we align ourselves with full service production companies um, to create programming of shows that we want to be a part of with people that we that we want to work with. You know, people that we're excited about their, telling their stories. And, uh, you know, there's there's stuff in the um, home rental uh, area. There's stuff in, um, in, in, in big business opportunity stuff. Nice. And then there's, uh, you know, there's some stuff in the... Uh, in the kicking the doors in kind of cops uh, real life drama stuff area too without going too much into any of it but yeah they're they're all very close to potentially uh taking the next leap into actual programming being on on the tv so we're excited about that uh and we're constantly developing we just you know uh working on other projects it's been really good for us and especially being off the road not being so uh, it, I've been able to focus my energy on that, nice. on building this this uh, Coattail Media um, along with AC. So it's been um, it's been nice because I get a little antsy. I like working. I like being busy. I like, you know, um, and uh, this is I've been able to exercise some of those skill sets, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. You know, look to the future. Some uh, look for that Coattail Media logo. Awesome. You know? yes! Well, I hear along with that, uh, you've got. Potentially a uh, clothing line Say what? Uh, <laughs> coming out is that is that true? Reaching back into the modeling days. So uh, yeah, you know, to uh, to an homage to my uh, childhood modeling. Well, available on my uh, Instagram account, which is I am Husky for Life. That's right. Handle there. Yes. Because um, I feel like no matter how much weight I lose, I'll always be a husky kid inside. You yeah. Know? So that's where that comes from. Uh, and the brand name itself is Husky for Life, and. You know, it's more of a, um, it's a way of life. You know, yeah. it's always been a way of life for me. <laughs> so, you know, I've, you know, one thing being an actor, you know, I've had to come to terms with, you know, what type are you? They always ask you, like, what, yeah. who, where do you fit? What type are you? And so I really had to come to terms with that at one point in my life. And, and I did. And you just come to a point in your life where you're just like, this is who I am. Accept me for who I am. And then let's move forward. <laughs> you know, honestly, it wasn't until I realized that, that I actually started being more comfortable in my shoes and being able to, you know, walk in, in, in this life uh, with confidence and be, to do the show like Man vs. Food and to step into kitchens and talk to people. It's about, you know, accepting the nature of who you are and that's who I am. I'm Husky for life. And I feel like there are other people out there that may appreciate that. So, I, you know, it's more for fun for me to put it out there because I want to wear the hat that says I'm Husky, <laughs> Husky for life or, or the t-shirt or the sweatshirt. And, um, yes! yeah, it's a little bit of an experiment. But, um, yeah, it's available if people are interested uh, over there on my Instagram account. Um, I nice. am Husky for life. No. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm sure we're going to probably have some contests where people get free merch oh, yeah. at some point. Um, because uh, there's nothing better than merch. Yeah. I love getting merch. Exactly. I've been given so much merch in the last year. Doc, that like shirts from every restaurant that I've been to. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I have every magnet of every steak that I've been to on my fridge, and uh, it's been nuts. That so fridge that like... used to be so bare. That... <laughs> yeah, that, that was a bare fridge. Now it's a it's, it's a bare cave full of food. Now it's full full of love and <laughs> magnets. I love it, oh, man. Love, well, love it, and magnets. If That's you my memoir. If you want it, if you want it, a Doc G shirt right. will come your way. If you want. Oh it. yeah, I love it. Yeah, bring it. Nice, nice. Well, I forgot. I just realized. Uh, I forgot I to mention uh, the wombat that came from uh, the Dan Patrick show. They were calling you the wombat after you pinned Polly. <laughs> that was. I... Yes! It's not until it wasn't until you just said it that I realized that. Yeah. I, yeah. I completely. Uh, I you know I need to uh, embrace that. I think. Yeah, wombat. it's it's a good one. I mean, especially with your uh, you know uh, youth with uh, zoo animals, it works. <laughs> I think a wombat is like slow to the ground. Yeah, you know, I guess they got they're flat footed and they they got good wrestling skills. I don't know. Is that what it sure <laughs> that describes a wombat they, perfectly. They can pounce. They can pounce on a dime. There it is. Producer and uh, Dan Patrick and yeah. nar- and narrate a place to pig out. That's what right. wombats do. <laughs> That's how they work. Casey, man, the wombat I- web. I'm I'm sorry you didn't get to pile drive me on the show. That's oh. uh, but maybe next time. Maybe next time. I if I come into the studio, there it is. If, if I get an invitation to the studio, we can wrestle if you want. That's up to yes. you. Any any time, man. Casey, I want I want to thank you so much, man, for being on the show. Yes. Oh, I appreciate, it, brother. Thanks for the time, and uh, it's good to talk about this stuff. And you know, I, I often I'm looking to the you know what's right in front of me, and I never think of, I don't think about the stuff. But it's, yeah, thank you for bringing me down. The, <laughs> memory lane a little bit with uh and and i appreciate you asking about my dad and and uh the life stuff uh, yeah uh, wilkes-bear yeah. of course these, uh, man these are things <laughs> that uh, were very important to me that i just don't often get a chance to talk about so very nice for that. very nice well yeah. listeners you can check him out obviously on man versus food best places to pig out youtube he's on the show part-timers uh, website at caseywebsite.com. That's with two B's, caseywebbsite.com. And of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Casey's Call and at Instagram at I Am Husky for Life. Casey, thanks again, man. Thank you so much, Doc. We'll talk soon, brother. Be well. All righty. What's up, y'all? I'm Dalton. I'm Jake. I'm Trey. We are Lonely Highway, and you're listening to the Doc G Show. Come on. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM, Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Guys, check out the podcast, SoundCloud, Everything else, it's free. You know, it's cold air. It's cold up in New Jersey. It's you know, it's kind of cold in Jacksonville. Watch it or listen to it. Check Both. out the website too, thedocgshow.com. Amen, amen. And I'm gonna get to the shout-outs here in just a second. But uh, my God, what an interview! Hats off to Dude. Casey Webb. Yes, I lo- love do, it. Do the applause. Do the fake applause. Come yes, on, give it to him. Yes, hats off to Casey Webb. Hats off to his manager AC. Couldn't be better both of those guys nothing but the best for him man he's got so much going on so glad that he's he's i mean he's living his best life you know he's got everything going on best in 2019 
I mean, I'm glad he's got his mustache rocking. He's got his Husky for Life apparel. It's all good. It's all good. And I'm taking him up on that challenge. Whenever, better. when he invites, I don't care if he's if he goes to Anchorage, oh. Alaska, and he's like, "Hey, we got." There. I'm yeah, I'm like, I'm traveling. Me and my Honda are coming up to Alaska. I may <laughs> need to get some chains. I don't know if I'll be able to make it through, but it's happening, man. Yes! Hats off to Casey. Hopefully, we get lucky enough to see another season of man versus food we can only hope we can only hope and i want to say something else the interview so good took so long longer than i expected i blew through a bunch of things i wanted to do but we don't have time for my hot takes of history for martin luther king i do want to mention obviously martin luther king day very big day this past monday extremely important holiday extremely important man uh challenging everyone's beliefs on everyone's right to equality and everyone's right to having a fair and beautiful life. Hats off to Martin Luther King as well. Um, Well said, Doc. Well said. Yes, yes. uh, And we will, don't worry, listeners, we will have hot takes of history on MLK next week. We'll bring it to you. We'll bring it to you nice and hot. But uh, real quick. Kind of warm because it's a week old. That's true. They get the point. Reheated. Hot. Burn your (laughs) mouth. Burn your mouth hot. Post-microwave burn. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Real quick, a couple of shout-outs. I'm going to give them to you real fast. Here they come. Go. Spitfire. Gainesville, Florida. What? Shout-out to Gainesville. Shout-out to Land Lakes, Florida. Shout-out to those guys. Thanks for the butter, fellas. Uh, Shout-out to Tampa, Florida. Yeah. The, the Florida guys coming through for us, representing the hometowns. Uh, shout out to Miami, Florida. Boom. Another Florida. Yes. Yes. Shout out. I'm going to screw this one up to Caratsini, Greece. Shout out. I think. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that sounds right to me. And shout out to Ghetto, Spain. Ghetto, Spain. Yes. Watch yes. it be like the like least ghetto place in the whole world. Well, it's I, I think I'm saying it right. I don't know. It's G E T X O. So oh. ghetto. I because I think I think there's a there, you know it's like an H sound yeah, sort of. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like a little fluctuation in your voice. Last <laughs> last one last one we've got we've got shout out to Fremont California as well. Thank you for listening, all of you. But what? Dave. Dave, last thing we've got to do. Last birthday suit. Are you ready? Oh, the third one. Yeah, man. I'm trying to make up for not knowing Kelly Kapowski. That's pretty bad. This is is an ancient one. You got to reach back for this one. Uh, But don't worry. You'll know it. You'll know it. Born on January 23rd. Sorry, not 19. 23rd, 1737. Our birthday suit wearer is turning 282 today. Wow. George Washington. No, I'm just kidding. Not really. He's dead. But. We have have a holiday. That's President's Day. That's true. He was born in Braintree. Weird name. Braintree, Massachusetts. Our birthday suit wearer's dad died when he was just seven. He was sent to live with his uncle and aunt. He went on to Harvard, received a bachelor's degree in 1754. Afterwards, he slowly started working more and more in politics. When the revolution started and the Continental Congress met, our birthday suit wearer was president of the Continental Congress. We mentioned this before. Think about it, Dave. Hmm. And when they wrote the Declaration of Independence, our birthday suit wearer signed, 
His name, the largest, making him synonymous with signatures. Name that birthday suit wearer. Oh, John freaking Hancock. John freaking Hancock is correct. Yes, that is his middle name. Yes. Yes. John Hancock. That is correct. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Hancock. That's right. That is his birthday, man. Signing it. Signing your John Hancock. And I love it. as we know, that was a hot take of history on the 4th of July. He signed it larger than everyone else because he was the president, president. of the Continental Congress. He needed the king to see it, man. He wanted to know, I'm the king of this organization, or president, you know, whatever. What? Uh, nonetheless, happy birthday, John Hancock. Uh, may you wave in amber waves of grain. What? Wait, what? Oh, huh? Okay. I don't know. Now that doesn't make any sense. Good. Nope. Happy birthday. Now, yeah, no, no, don't, don't applaud that. That's horrible. Uh, happy birthday, John do have, Hancock. Do we have, bo- do we have booze? Yeah, we'll throw in some booze there. That was horrible. Um, okay. All right. Well, we have got to stop the show. But again, fantastic show with Casey Webb. Hats off to him one more time. I can't wait, though. We've got more shows, more, more great shows on the way. I mean, we've got Big Thunder and the Rumblefish. We've got uh, Driving and Crying. We've got Kim Lins. We've got uh, uh, Claude Lathan for the NBA All-Star Game. It's all coming up, man. I mean, February, tw- February the month is stock filled. Jam-packed. Yeah, just just filled with all kinds of great guests. I can't wait. Um, it's going to be a good time. But until next show, I have been your host, none other than Doc G. With me, as always, the co-hostess with the mostest, Dave Burles Berlin. Guys, it's cold out there. Stay freaking warm. Stay inside and listen to the Doc G Show. Yes. Yes, what other what better way to spend your winter months than listening to the Doc G show? And until over and over and over. Over and over again. Until next time, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.